Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yo. Oh. Yo. Oh. Aubrey Edwards, Tony Schiavone, we bout to party. We bout to party, unrestricted, got the house now, we gon' turn it up, up, bring the house down, got that big space pump and make them bounce now, flossing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. Hey everybody. Boy, is Aubrey Edwards great or what? Shut Let's hear up. Unrestricted. So fun story about that song, um, the first time we did the live podcast Dana was like are you do you want to do this and I'm like only if I get entrance music and she's like well what would you do and I'm like well I came out to Rick Ross's every day I'm hustling at my wedding so if you could do something like that that'd be great and then 24 hours Mikey's like how's this I'm like yes he had no idea any of this was happening (laughs) so I'm just like hey man we have entrance music he's like okay how you doing Tony I'm doing great I do too. I love him too. So, here's the quick story about AEW Unrestricted and how the podcast started. I remember this. First day, Washington, D.C., the, the, the first dynamite. Uh, Nick Sobic, who was in charge of our podcast, he came up to me and said, Hey, we want you to do a podcast for AEW. And I went, Okay. He said, Do you know who you'd like to work with? And I said, no, I don't know. Never met Aubrey before. I'm a nobody. So I'm standing there in the arena floor. It's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And Aubrey walks up, and she says to the person next to me, I've been looking for this son of a bitch all day, and I can't find this goddamn person. What the fuck are we doing here? And I said, that's who I want. As my co-host. And we've been best friends ever since. That's exactly right. So we are the unofficial podcast of AEW. No, we are the official podcast. That's what they tell us. Of AEW. This is unrestricted. we got some very special guests we're going to bring out. And the first one is the current TNT champion, the one and only Scorpio Sky. Cue the music. Yeah, buddy. Oh, no, put that belt up. Can I keep it can I keep it down here? No. Sure. Look at that belt. Hey. Look at that belt. 
I would like, I would like to introduce everyone to Jeannie. Jeannie. <laughs> Her name is Jeannie. Jeannie and I are happy to be here. <laughs> it is great to see you, and that, that belt is spectacular. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Isn't I was very excited to have it. And those, uh, those gold and purple colors, tell us about that. Well, anybody that knows me know I was, uh, I was born in an area called Southern California. And I uh, displayed that in a group I used to be known as SCU. I'm an LA guy. I love it. I grew up a huge Lakers fan. And hey, somebody had to bring a championship to the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> oh. Listen, for those of us who are old enough to know, there was one time the Golden State Warriors really sucked, and that wasn't that long ago. Okay. But we're here to talk about wrestling. We are. Aubrey? So, so you've had a long history with Double or Nothing. You, you were at the first one with your SCU crowd. Uh, and I, I, one of my favorites, kind of just the, the difference and the juxtaposition between the two, is the first Double or Nothing we had in the pandemic era, you and Kazarian started in the ladder match, casino ladder match, and then the next year, you're tagging with Ethan and you're facing Sting in a sold-out crowd. Yeah. So how does it feel to go from one to the other? Ah, uh, man, just in general, like if you go back to the, the first one in Vegas when we were here a couple of years ago, by the way, the red suit that I wore on Rampage, I bought to wear at Double or Nothing 2020. Yeah. And obviously, we had to move the show because of the pandemic. So I finally popped the tags off of it, and I wore it this week. I was very excited to do that. I was not going to wear it before Vegas. That's not really worthy of a pop, actually. That's, thank you. You looked but beautiful. Going back, just uh, the, ch the changes the company has made, going back from the very first Double or Nothing, and then the pandemic Double or Nothing, which I think at the time, we were just happy to have wrestling. Yes. We were happy to be in the ring as a performer and doing what we love to do, whether they were fans or not. But then when we had it with, when I had the match with Ethan and Sting oh my and Darby, and it was the first full audience we had, I, still to this day, I consider that my favorite match because of everything that led up to it. Um, the build was great. The crowd had such an electricity. And... Uh, Nothing can compare to it except maybe destroying Sammy Guevara tomorrow. Oh. Please. <laughs> I, uh. Tell me how you really feel, Tony. I don't really like Sammy Guevara. Okay. That's a shoot. <laughs> well, let, let's talk about this match uh, that's coming up tomorrow. You're going to have Paige Van Zant as one of your partners. Obviously, she knows how to fight. So talk about that. Yeah. She knows how to fight and she knows how to wrestle. She's learning. She's been training with Gangrel for a couple of months now. Okay. We've been getting her ready. We got her in the ring yesterday. We rolled around a little bit. We had some fun. And, um, I mean, Ty is in, to, in for a fight. I right. mean, hey, this is billed as a wrestling match. 
but punches are going to get thrown. Right. And sweat's going to fly and people are going to go down. So Ty's in trouble. Sammy's in trouble. I'm just sad that my friend Frankie Kazarian has to be tied up with those two clowns. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. It's, it's, it's so unfortunate because I love you and Kazarian working together. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, what did Will Smith say? Like, love will make you do crazy things. Oh. <laughs> yes, it will. But, but I want to talk about that because, like, you're, you're a fantastic singles wrestler. But you've, you've also been a fantastic tag wrestler. And working with Kazarian, working with Christopher Daniels. But to this day, Men of the Year is one of my favorite tag teams. Because I feel like it's just a perfect mix of you and Ethan. Do you have, like, a particular favorite moment of working with him? My favorite, one of my favorite moments is the moment Ethan and I found out we were going to be a team. And I've never told this story publicly. This was not long after Revolution pay-per-view where he debuted. And we're in Jacksonville, and one of the people working with us comes up and says to Ethan and I, hey, I, I think we have an interview with you today. And we didn't even really know each other. We had met maybe twice. And we're like, oh, Tony wants to talk to you. So Tony calls us into his office. Tony Khan, not Tony Schiavone. He doesn't have an office. Tony Khan calls Ethan and I into his office. And we're standing there. And uh, Tony looks at us and he goes, are you guys friends? Do you hang out? And and we're looking at each other like, I mean, we cool? (laughs) And he's like, I think this could be something. And we're like, oh, okay, that's where this is going. I don't know if he was like hooking us up or something. Like, <laughs> I was like, and uh, it that was one of my favorite moments. And like, we clicked right away. Like, I, I've never really had chemistry with someone so fast. And to his credit, Ethan Page is a phenomenal performer. So good. He is. He deserves this applause. He is. He's got the look. He's got the talent. He is the best talker in this company. And I'm the best wrestler, so we go together very well. Yeah, I agree with uh, talking about Ethan and and how he can talk. I don't think we let him talk enough, you know? And to talk about now your association with Dan Lambert, because Dan was kind of behind the scenes. We had seen Dan for a long time. He is obnoxious as hell. Oh, yeah. But to me, in a good way, okay? And there's been a lot of things that he has said... Okay, there's been a lot of things that he has said on the air that we have to, we look at, we go, oh man, why did you say it like that? But association with him has been good for you guys, right? Dan once told us, you know, for people that don't know, Dan has a lot of money, like a lot, a lot, a lot of money. He told Ethan and I, if he gets us canceled, he'll take care of us for the rest of our lives. Oh, wow. That's a shoot. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> so every week I'm in the ring and I'm like, say something. Because <laughs> I want to retire. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, working with Dan has been great, man. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like him. Uh, he gets good heat, though. You know, he's really, really good at being an antagonist. He gets under people's skin. He knows how to talk. And he absolutely loves pro wrestling. And it comes through in everything he does. Absolutely fantastic. I, there's, there's so many things that Dan has said where I'm just like, man, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> but at the same time, like, he's such a good heel, and it's a very old-school Southern Memphis-style heel. Yeah. Or you're, you're, like, 
it's wrestling. We're kind of meant to feel things. Yeah. People get upset, like, oh, man, this heel is so bad. It's like, well, that's the reaction. You're supposed to feel bad. Um, I, I almost want to ask you, do you have a prediction for tomorrow? But I think I know what the answer to that is. A prediction for the overall card or our match? Your match. Well, here's a prediction that's going to make everybody happy. After tomorrow, you will not see Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara on camera again. We're done. It's over. I believe we're all sick of seeing it. <laughs> but you're sick of seeing him, not me, right? I thought about it this morning. I said what I should have done was make a stipulation to where if we win, Sammy and Ty, not Frankie, get fired, right? That would have been be great. great. But, and the only thing, the only people that would have been more happy than you guys would have been everyone that works backstage. You guys know I'm telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking about Scorpio Sky, our first guest here. TNT Championship has gone through many changes. We've had some great champions. Darby Allen, of course, Cody was the first champion. Miro has been a champion, okay? And so as we move from this, is there somebody that you'd like to say, yeah, I'll give him a title shot? There's got to be somebody out there in, in AEW that you think would make a great match for you. Well, not a day goes by that I don't receive several tweets from people saying that Miro should be the champion and not me. Wow. So I would like to extend an invitation for him to come up and try to take this from me. Oh. So Miro, if you're out there, you want it, come and get it. Oh. Okay. But, 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 when I beat him, y'all got to shut the hell up about it. <laughs> How about Darby? Darby, yeah, I'll wrestle Darby. I'll face anybody. I'm not scared. I'm not ducking and dodging anybody. That's why it took me so long to get this championship belt. Right. Because everybody was ducking and dodging me. Nobody wanted to wrestle me. I didn't get matches on Dynamite. Why? Because nobody wanted to face me. Because I wasn't like this star caliber guy that used to work for Vince McMahon. Right. So if you get in the ring with me and you look bad, then you don't gain anything from it. So now they got to come after me. I'm the man now. And whether people want to respect it or not, whether people want to give me my due or not, I am the man. Yeah. You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo once stood in a room full of media and he said, one day I'm going to be an MVP. And the entire room laughed at him. Mm -hmm. So when I sit in this room and I say I'm the man, there's some people saying, ah, oh, yeah, cool. They're giving me courtesy claps. But wait, I know you guys don't believe it. I, I know you guys are not really, but you're, you're kind of sitting here. You're waiting for Thunder Rosa. You're waiting for Hangman to come up. But let me tell you this. I'm going to go out and I'm going to prove it. If you give me the opportunity, put me in the ring with anybody, anybody, and I will guarantee you this. There is not a person employed by AEW that can outwork me. I mean, I, I can't disagree. You're absolutely right. You're a fantastic wrestler. We've had you on the podcast before, and it was just a dream to have you back. Thank you so much, man, and best of luck tomorrow. Really, really best of luck. TNT champion is Scorpio Sky. Thank you.
our next guests here on AEW Unrestricted is the AEW Women's World Champion, Thunder Rosa. Really, guys, that's, that's the like, little energy I get right now? Is that early? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I bet you guys were here uh, doing karaoke yesterday because you seem tired. Oh, God. <laughs> that belt is too big. What was that? The belt is too big. I, I know. Yeah, it is its big. Own. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Oh, my God. How, how awake are you now, now that I've gotten you coffee? How, how wrecked I am? Awake, yeah. Oh, I said wrecked. I'm, I'm pretty wrecked. Yeah, very wrecked. <laughs> well, I, I had uh, some coffee that you, like, brought me. Can you give it up for Aubrey? She's the best referee, best human being in the world. I'll stop it. Checks in the mail. Um, I am doing really well. I actually had uh, wonderful people that stayed on my line. And, um, and there was two specifically moments that I had with one. She's from San Antonio. She started crying when she saw me. And then another girl from Fresno and her family, uh, they sent me a message from the grandmother. She said, beat Serena's ass. So, yeah, it was a great morning. Uh, you and I have known each other quite a while. Yes. Yeah, probably longer than uh, most people that I've known in AEW. Right? Yes. Yeah. We met back in um, Staten Island. I guess it was 2016, maybe? Yes. Yeah, probably 2016. And a, and a story that I've told many times, uh, she and uh, your partner that time, you guys were Twisted Sisters? The Twisted Sisters. That's right. And you wrestled a, a two guys. Yeah, we wrestled yeah. two dudes. Two dudes. <laughs> and they beat these two dudes' ass. Now, well, well, remember the fir the first thing that this dude does, because I'm like small and the, this guy is like stocky guy. He literally grabs me and tosses me across the ring. Oh, you know? brother. Right. Yeah. Now, you didn't win the match, but you still kicked their ass. And I remember I was there with Lanny Poffo. And Lanny said, do you see what's going on here? And I said, yeah. So we walked up towards the ring. Yeah. And we, so we were like in amazement. Say, these two guys are getting their ass kicked. And I remember thinking, boy, this, these two girls, and especially you, because I got to know you, were really had, to me, championship potential. And now look at you right now. Huh? You got to be proud. Really I, I am extremely proud. Um, it takes, for some of you guys that have worked really hard from the bottom and, you know, and now you're here, it's kind of hard to like wake up every day and then you see this there and you're like, oh shit, I am a champ, right? Um, you just have to like, a reaffirmation that uh, you have to keep working harder to stay on top, you know, because there's always so many people that want to take you down, no matter what, even when you don't have this, but you are that person that everybody's talking about, right? So... Yeah, I love being a champion. I love representing AEW, the uh, women's division, you know. So, Tony mentions, you know, you're a tough son of a bitch, which we all know. Yes. Um, kick everyone's ass. And you've had two incredible matches here that have definitely just been full-on ass-kicking, both with Britt Baker. Yes. The first one being the Lights Out match, first time women have ever main evented Dynamite. Yes. And then most recently where you won the title in the cage match in your hometown on a pile of tacks. What does it feel like to be someone who is synonymous with ass kicking, I guess? I mean, I, again, it's just knowing that you are a, a bad MF 
person, you know? It's just like walking on the street and be like, I can kick that ass ass if he's an ass. I can kick her ass. And actually, like, I was offered another cage match, a real one, an MMA match. And I'm like, I think I can still do it. What do you guys think? <laughs> but I'm going to take my time on this one because uh, MMA is something not, not to play with. And I have a lot of respect for those who, you know, stand on the, in the cage. And if I do it, you guys will know because, you know, I probably got an answer to my taco block because I'm eating tacos. Like, oh, I got to cut block. 25 pounds, guys. No more taco block. <laughs> Okay, I want, I want to go deep here. Let's talk about how the, the name Thunder Rosa came about and how the face paint came about. Uh, well, Thunder Rosa was born in Oakland, California. She was born in uh, Thunder Road. I was a supervisor for a uh, nonprofit organization that had, uh, we had 47 kids from 13 to 18. They were all foster kids. And then, you know, uh, I remember telling the kids, I'm going to be a wrestler. And they're like, no, you're not. You're crazy. You're stupid. Like, I get a lot of that. And I remember my first week practicing professional wrestling, we had a couch, right? And I was in the boys' unit. And I'm like, hey, guys, you want to see me? What I, you want to see what I learned? And they're like, what? I'm going to do a flip. It was like, where? On the sofa. And I was yeah. like, but you can't do that. So I went. I was like, I can't. So I flipped on that sofa. I broke the sofa. So fast forward, um, after I, I left that place because I couldn't, I couldn't train any longer and do uh, volunteer work as a professional wrestler, uh, I decided that I was going to take that name Thunder in the R as Rosa just to make it more like Latino, but also to remember where I started. So when I left, I gave a big speech. All the kids cried. And a couple of the girls gave me a couple of letters, you know, saying, like, we wish you the best. We, we wish you accomplish your dreams. And now that I am Thunder Rosa, one of the kids that I used to work with, he has a, a child. He's seven years old, and he loves professional wrestling. Yeah. So he DM'd me on Instagram, and he's like, are you, are you male? Are you the supervisor? Dude, you kick ass, bro. I love professional wrestling. And now you're a champion? Oh, my God. I'm going to share this with my kids. So uh, we've been corresponding, and um, a lot of those kids are very, very proud that you know, the crazy supervisor that used to wake... Dude, I used to wake them up at 7 in the morning. Good morning! Oh, and you I can just hear them. The <laughs> Fuck you, Mel! Shut up! <laughs> but now they see me, like, yelling and bleeding on national TV, and they're like, I am so proud of what you accomplished because everything you said to us when we were struggling, you actually are, like, an example. So it's pretty awesome. It's got to feel great. So, so this weekend you're facing Serena Deeb. Yes. You two have some history together. Yes. Uh, what, do you, what do you see coming out of that match on Sunday, you and Serena? Because I personally feel like it's going to steal the show. Um, I said it before in other podcasts, and I'm going to say it again. You guys know I have a master's in professional wrestling. I've been teaching classes. I've been traveling all over the world, learning from the best. I had some of the best coaches in the world. And this match tomorrow, double or nothing. I know she is a professor of professional wrestling. Well, there's going to be another professor of professional wrestling, and that's going to be Thunder Rosa. So when you raise my hand, because I'm pretty sure you're going to be my ref. I think so. That's going to be my graduation, guys. And you guys are invited to see it. Oh. How do you see the match going? Because I know she's the master of a thousand holds or whatever, and she loves to keep it on the mat. You don't mind that, I know, but you like to brawl, 
right? I mean, you just soon hit her in the mouth. Tony, you, you know I like to do everything here. <laughs> I'm not afraid of anything and anybody. Right. Um, you know, I was watching uh, a, lot, a lot of the matches that we had together. And yes, a lot of the times we kept it on the ground. But every time that she put me in a submission, I found a way to, like, get out and smack her. So... I will continue with that. That worked. That worked the first time. The second, the two, the two other times didn't work as much. But I'm another person. I, I am at another level now, and um, it is gonna be for me again. It's it's gonna be a test to see where I am right now. Did want to wish you congratulations on your busted open uh, oh. edition uh, on uh, Fridays. Now you can hear Thunder Rosa on busted open with David Lagreca and Mark Henry. My bestie. So <laughs> how, how did that how did that come about? What does that mean to you? Well, Dave Greg and I, we uh, have a very strange relationship. As you guys know, I went to his house and took over his bed and uh, ate from his table and drink from his coffee mug, you know, and I actually, you know, spent some time with his wife on his own bed. Um, <laughs> I didn't eat the pierogi, so don't get me wrong. But uh, we have a very strange relationship in a way where he helped me so much in a moment and where I needed uh, that, like, clout when I was not on AEW. And he did it from the kindness of his heart. So he's a very kind person. And sometimes when you are like in, in the journey of your life, you meet other kind people that have the same ideas that you do. So the idea came, he's like, you're so, you're so entertaining. I think you should come and, and talk. And um, when we talk about diversity, that he's one of the things that he said, we need more diverse, diversity on Busted Open. And we talk, we talk about it, we talk about it until we said, like, let's be about it. So um, it's been a couple months in the making and I am so happy because I know some people are going to either love me or hate me even more, which I'm cool with it, you know, because I'm la mera mera, and, you know, I'm working with myself now. So I love, I love entertaining, and for those who were here yesterday for um, the karaoke, I was very entertaining for half an hour, right? I was cracking jokes and pulling things out of my butt, but um, I, love <laughs> I love radio, and I am ready for this. Thunder Rosa, Serena Deep tomorrow as part of Double or Nothing. It's, it's a much different match. It's going to be a much different match than you had against Nyla Rose. Oh, yes. Yeah, so uh, you, you, your prep's got to be a little bit different, right? Uh, yes, actually on this one, guys, I, I train a little bit like if I was going to have a, a fight or I was going to do a jiu-jitsu tournament. Uh, stamina is very important. There's nothing worse than you're in the ring and you're like wrestling for 12 minutes and you're like, <gasps> oh, so gassed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been I've been running every day three miles. I was running here in, uh, in Vegas. It's hot as hell. Oh my god! And I feeling like I'm gonna die. But I'm, every time I'm about to like stop running, I remember Serena wants this. I am the champion. I am not gonna let this, you know, take over. So um, I'm just preparing mentally and physically to have one of the best matches of my life. So, absolutely, give it up. So I got to see a preview of your ring gear that you're wearing Ooh. tomorrow. And guys, I, I cannot stress enough. It is so cool. It's so thunder, but it's so different and new and unique. And I think the thing that's really great, and you kind of mentioned like you, you, you like to help people, you're, you reach out to people. You're donating your ring gear, the, selling your ring gear, and the proceeds are going to go to the... Uh, the Uvalde. Yeah. The, so talking about that, guys. So I will be announcing it next week. I already talked to some people here at AEW. The whole ring, entrance, the, the headpiece, the shoes, everything that I'm wearing except my underwear, okay? Let's be honest, some people like to buy that stuff too, so. It's weird. Yeah. Just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am auctioning it 
for the Uvalde victims in Texas. So if you have a couple thousand dollars to spend, uh, you, can keep, uh, you can keep that very special uh, gear. This, this was handmade from the boots to everything. There's many different hands from many different people. And this one means a lot to me because this is my first double or nothing. And, um, and it's my first time walking here in Vegas and seeing my face on the marquees. I still can't believe it. When I, uh, 10 years ago, I came here for my wedding, uh, for my wedding anniversary. And now I'm walking in the streets and people are asking me for autographs. Isn't that cool? You know? Well, 10 years ago, I was at a Motel 6 over there, like trying not to get like mugged. And now we're here in this awesome hotel room, you know, being with a completely different story. So please, if it's in the kindness of your heart and you know somebody wants to help, I really want to make a difference in my community. Texas is like in my heart. I'm not a Texan, but it's in my heart that you have taken me as their daughter. And, and let's try to make a difference because that, so many people are suffering right now. It, it's, it's a long, tough road, isn't it? I mean, it really is to, to, to wrestle on the independent circuit. And, and Aubrey, you obviously refereeing on the independent circuits. So you walk into an arena that is gigantic and that is full. So what are you thinking? What, I mean, do you, it's got to be quite a moment for you, right? Absolutely. I've been um, visualizing my entrance. I've been visualizing the people uh, like this. The homie or the homegirl that had the signs, like looking at the signs that says La Mera Mera, that says like, where, where's my homie at? Who had the sign? You feel, oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Okay. Yeah, you know? La Mera Mera. That's, it's, it's such I, an incredible feeling, guys. I mean, uh, I will just have to compare it to like the San Antonio one. Uh, seeing some of the matches from long, long time ago from very famous wrestlers and people had like single letters. And they had uh, Rosa, or you know, in, yeah, in San Antonio. Yeah. I'm like, wow! Like, I am a superstar now, and I'm about to walk in Vegas, one of the coolest places and a, one of the biggest shows we ever had. So, I'm here to represent all of you guys and to represent and and, and to bring that energy that only La Mera Mera brings. So obviously, I I know that you believe you're going to win tomorrow, and. You and I are friends. I'm, I'm supposed to be unbiased, but you know, I, I love you and I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Do you have a prediction for how tomorrow is going to go? Tomorrow, there is a forecast for rain. And every time there's rain, you know, it's probability there's going to be some thunder. Ooh. Well, I just want to say this, that it's been great seeing your career, I think I've seen it from not necessarily the beginning, but I've seen where it's come. I'm very, very proud of you, not only as a champion, but as a person. Thank you. And, and I think that uh, there's a lot of uh, young ladies out there that look up to you. I think there's a lot of wrestling fans that look up to you and, and, and are very proud of what you've accomplished. So best of luck tomorrow to you. Thank you. And I know people are going to be cheering for you. Hey, you got this, this brand new belt, right? This is a gorgeous AEW world title belt, indicative of a great champion. And very heavy, you know, very heavy. Yeah. And that comes with everything, not only with the weight, but it comes with all the things that as a representative of this company should feel like. It is heavy. 
because we're representing women all over the world. And remember this, guys. We're representing women in a way that it has never been represented in professional wrestling. And that is so important. You have one of the first female referees in a company, in a major company. Now you have a Latina in a major company as a champion. So I'm not talking about how heavy it is and the weight. I'm talking about everything else. And that's what I'm representing. Every time I step in the ring, every time I go and do community service, every time I'm here to entertain you guys, we are different. AEW is different. I am different. And I'm going to bring the best tomorrow because that's the only thing I know how to do. is to kick some ass and take some damn names, maybe. Oh. Thunder Rosa, the AEW Women's World Champion. Our next and final guest on AEW Unrestricted has the main event tomorrow night. At Double or Nothing, here is the AEW World Champion, Hangman Adam Page. How you doing, man? What's up? How you doing? I'm uh, a little chilly. Yeah, it's cold. Uh, right? Yeah, it's cold in here. Uh, otherwise, I'm good. Yeah. So I, I have to ask because like, I, I love this belt. It's my favorite belt. Um, do you travel with this guy? Uh, I travel with this guy. It is a pain in the ass at TSA. Uh, they, you know, they always tell you like electronics, laptops, gaming systems, they've got to go in a separate bin. They don't mention world championships, but I found they do go in a separate bin and I found <laughs> that they will grab them. They'll open them. They'll look at them. They'll want to take pictures, uh, every week. So it is a pain in the ass, but yes, I do travel with it. Yeah. You've been with AEW since the onset and you were involved really in the first world title, and now here you are the champion. What a journey, huh? Uh, it's been a, a wild journey. Um, and honestly, I, I didn't, at times I didn't know if I'd be able to get here, if I'd be able to do this, you know? Um, I'm very thankful for all of you for, for supporting me and getting me here, you know? I, I, couldn't have, I couldn't have done it without you, and I couldn't have held on to it for these past six months without you. Uh, and I mean it, so thank you. So the very first Double or Nothing, we have the Casino Battle Royale. Joker, it's called, your music plays. You come out, you win it, you face Chris Jericho for the first ever championship. And now, three years later, you're in the main event against CM Punk. What does that journey feel like to you? Uh, it feels... Incredible! I couldn't have I couldn't have written it as a story myself. I could. I don't know. It's it's surreal. It oftentimes doesn't feel real. I'm just sitting in my hotel room playing on my phone, and I'm realizing I'm I'm main eventing a pay per view against CM Punk tomorrow. Uh, and that oftentimes doesn't feel like it should should be real, right? That doesn't seem like my life, but it is. Yeah. It's very very weird, you know, to to feel. Um, like that something so extraordinary is happening just to, to me, you know, just a guy. The world title bout is set for tomorrow night, but you've had, you've had many world title bouts, not only in singles, but you were a great tag team champion. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I, go back, I go back to Revolution 2000 before the pandemic, the match you and Kenny had against the Young Bucks, oh. truly one of the great tag team matches I've ever called in my life. Any adjustment for you now? I mean, you would, you've been a great tag team champion, but now as a singles competitor, obviously you'd rather be in singles, right? 
Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I'm the effing world champion, so yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's worked out. <laughs> uh, Singles wrestling is a lot harder, uh, I've found, because you can't tag out when you're tired, uh, which happens a lot. Um, but yeah, it feels incredible to have, have had that tag team run, and I don't know, it felt like it, it built my confidence in a lot of ways, working with, with Kenny, somebody who was right. so well-traveled and so accomplished and just so good at what he does. Um, and I, I, I honestly, I, I resisted that tag team for a long time, but I, I realized by the end of it, it was what I really needed. So you have this tag team run with Kenny, which is absolutely incredible. And then, lo and behold, you end up facing Kenny at full gear for that championship. What does that mean to you? Um, man, I don't know. You, like I said, like it's, you just couldn't have written it. You couldn't have, you couldn't have planned it that way. Things just um, unfolded the way they did. And I think that makes them mean a lot more. You know, like when, when you... <laughs> when you win a world championship. <laughs> uh, you know. But, you know you know what that's like. Uh, <laughs> but, like, that in itself is something so important and so heavy and, um, like, such an accomplishment. But to, to do that against Kenny, someone who had, you know, for a lot of my life been one of my best friends, um, that just to wrestle him and to, to finally, you know, it, at least for one night, be better than him on top of that winning the world championship, that just those two things together. Um, I can't describe it. I'll never forget it. There are certain images that stick with you as an announcer, as wrestling fans, right, in pro wrestling. Double or nothing, 2020, no fans, pandemic. Hangman, that on page on a horse. <laughs> oh, my huh? God. Was that not great or what? Talk about that. I, uh, I was, so, like, during the pandemic stuff in Jacksonville, uh, I was driving from Greensboro to Jacksonville every two weeks. Yeah. So it was like a, what, a seven or eight hour drive every couple weeks. And I was on the way to Jacksonville for that loop. And I was, you know, I started calling people and, and being like, hey, have, have you got a horse in Jacksonville? Can you get a horse to Jacksonville? I need a horse in Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, and... On that way, like on the way to Jacksonville, I found a horse and I rode his ass into that arena. Uh, I didn't think they were going to let me do that uh, because it was the the Jags football field. Um, and you know, riding the horse earlier a little bit, uh, I, the first time I got on that horse that night, I, I gave him a little kick, a little click, and uh, he was very sensitive. He was hauling ass. I thought for sure I was going to fall off and break my neck uh, immediately. Um, but I got a little handle of him, you know, got to spend some time with him. He was a cool horse, uh, still alive, I think. I actually just got a text from Topher saying I had to clean up that horse's shit. Yeah. Oh, from Tove? <laughs> yeah, yeah Tove, raise your hand over here. Topher, there you I'm go. I'm very sorry. Yeah. Sorry, man, they will That's shit. Right. Any shit that we got to clean up, Topher handles it. Horse or not. And there's a lot of that at times, right? Absolutely, there is. It, it was great. It was a great moment, and that... That whole stadium stampede was freaking cool. What a like what a fun thing. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it it wouldn't have worked the year before, uh, and it, it wouldn't work right now. Uh, it was such a thing that was built out of necessity and in the moment. And when you look back at it, when I look back at it, I just remember what that time felt like. When it was the end of May, we were just two or three months into the pandemic. None of us knew anything. We we're all terrified. Um, but it was a relief, a respite from how crazy life had become um i love that match it's one of my favorite matches i've ever had it's one of my favorite things i've ever done in wrestling and will always be i'm sure 
So the thing that's not mentioned about the horse with that match is we, we filmed that whole thing. I think we were up to like 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. We were I, like, guys, the sun's about to come up. We have to, the pyro's got to go off. Like we're, right. we're screwed if we're not. But I think we had to shoot that part out of order because we're like, guys, the horse, like the horse is going to start getting paid overtime. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we like jumped ahead and did the horse stuff so the horse could get dismissed and go home. And I'm like, is the horse on the horse? Union? It was a school start. night. And the horse had uh, an early bedtime. Yes. And we had to get him out of there. Uh, but it was all right. We got it done. Yeah. We did. We got it. Did the horse have a name? That horse, uh, I want to say it was Lonesome. That might have been the name I gave it. I don't know. <laughs> that night he was named Lonesome, yeah. Lonesome the horse. How did the uh, term cowboy shit begin? When did that all start? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think before our first show, our first you know, Double or Nothing, uh, I, I guess Matt and Nick were doing their last independent show in New York. And I made the trip out there and uh, did a little something after the match and cut a little promo about Chris Jericho and uh, talked about, you know, the things that they had done, the things that Kenny had done, the things that Cody had done, the things that I had done that had built this company from, from nothing into, you know, a YouTube show, into a following, into something that could fill arenas every single week uh, from grassroots, just from nothing to build this. That was cowboy shit to me. And, uh, you know, I think people chant that a lot because people just really like a good excuse to say shit. Yes. I have little kids at the meet and greet earlier who, who will come up to me and they go, cowboy shit! And they're just, they're so excited. They want to get it out fast because they don't want, they don't want, you know, they don't want to get their parents, parents too mad at them. And their parents will just be like, oh, you know, this is, this is the one time they can say shit. And they're so excited. And that's fun. When you're a kid, you're like, yes, this is my opportunity. I'm going to say shit. This is great. So you're, you're facing CM Punk tomorrow, and you, you two have had an incredible build. Like the, the times you guys spend in the ring or even just looking at each other, there's so much tension. Describe CM Punk as an opponent for you at this point in your career. As an opponent? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I watched CM Punk years and years ago. He was the best in the world, right? He really was. was, yeah. I don't know. I am the AEW world champion. And I think I've made a hell of a case in these past six months that right now, I'm the best in the world. I know he's a challenge. I know he's a tough opponent. I know he can go. I've seen it since he got back here. He's had some great matches. I'll never take that away from him. And he will not take this away from me. You, uh, you have had some great matches. Talked about Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, and you have, and I know as a champion, you learned something from that about yourself, especially the Brian Danielson matches. My God, I uh, some of the best we've had. <laughs> the uh, the first the first Brian match, um, I thought I would die. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. Uh, 60 minutes is a long time to, to do anything. I mean, just, just stand over there for an hour. See how you feel. I wrestled for an hour. I thought I would die. Uh, he you were looked bleeding. like he had been for a light jog. Uh, <laughs> so that was mentally taxing. But I, I got there. I, I hit 60 minutes. And once I had done that, I thought, I don't think there's anything I'm going to ever have to do harder in my life than to wrestle for 60 minutes. That's the time limit. I'll never have to go past it. 
And once you get past that hump, you feel like, damn, I, I guess I, can, I can't do anything that I have to. Uh, so I'm, I'm really glad that was my first defense. I hated at the time that it was a draw, but it, it, it gave me an extra bit of comfort knowing that I was able to do that. Uh, and then the second match, I just brutalized his ass. I've, um, I've enjoyed all the matches I've had as champion. I think each one of them's taught me a little something uh, about my opponents, a little something about myself. I've found that if I have to, I don't mind getting very violent. And I've kind of found that I enjoy it. And I, I look forward to the lessons that tomorrow will teach me, whatever they may be. Do you have a favorite match at AEW, e either as champion or not? I don't know. I might, as far as favorite matches, I might would say three. Um, I think first the, the tag match, you know, with Kenny against the Bucks. Yeah. There was, um, I think just like as a wrestler, as a person, I kind of struggled. I, you know, it's tough to figure it out. It's tough to figure life out. And I felt like when we got to that match and, and we were in the ring, it felt like this is it. I'm, I'm on to something. I've got it figured out right now. In that moment, I really felt like I understood who I was. Um, and after it, uh, for people to say how much they enjoyed it um, and to know that I was a large part of that, it made me feel so good. Uh, so it was one of my favorite matches. Another, uh, you know, winning the championship, obviously, from Kenny, you know, who had been one of my, my best friends in all of wrestling. Incredible moment. Uh, and I guess maybe that first match with Brian to go an hour, yeah. It's been a big moment, big time for you as not only the world champion, but it's been big for you as, uh, as a father as well, right? <laughs> How about that? You guys got kids? <laughs> you guys sleeping? Any? Oh, my God. Uh, it's very tough. It's very tough. But you know what? I'm not going to complain about it. I will say I'm very very happy I'm here in AEW. I'm very happy that I have this home in AEW. I'm very happy I can leave my house on Tuesday afternoon and I can be home Thursday morning. I can spend time with my baby. I can spend time with my wife. Fuck, man. I'm so thankful for that. Um, and it's made being a father so good for me, you know? I'm going to cry. Aww. <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm thankful for it. That's all right, brother. We got it, man. We understand, man, and we and we are we're with you that the job that we have enables us to have family time, and also enjoy what we do in pro wrestling as well. I want to. I'm teared up. I can still know, speak. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing what they say, stretching here, so you can. <laughs> Thank you. You can get, compose yourself here. I get it. Absolutely. We. Uh, you mentioned that the second time. Uh, against Brian Danielson, you just kind of brutalized him, right? So what's your plan for tomorrow? Uh, more of the same. Destroy him, annihilate him, brutalize him, pick my teeth with his bones. <laughs> wow. You are really into violence. <laughs> well, you know, we've seen that. We've seen that from your interviews. I mean, I, I've been in the ring with you many, many times, but... Being in the ring with you leading to this match, is, there's been something, I don't know, a little bit more focused, a little bit more intense, I would say. Um, yeah, maybe I've, I've, I've 
put my heart on my sleeve a little more than I meant to, but I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it this time. I couldn't help myself. Uh, and and I've, I told you and I told him to his face, eye to eye, and I meant it every single word, honest, bottom of my heart, what I, what I thought of him as a man. I don't hate him. I do not respect him. And maybe more than anything, I do pity him for everything, not just tomorrow, everything. And I mean that, the bottom of my heart. You, you have already had an incredible run as champion. Like we, were, we interviewed Tony Khan this week and about the pay-per-view tomorrow, and he's, he's absolutely just so proud of you and everything you've done as champion. It's, you know, let's say you win tomorrow. What do you see you doing in your career to cement your legacy as one of the greatest? Because I feel like you're starting to get in those conversations. Uh, I said it the night I won this championship, and the more I think about it, the more I mean it. I want to hold this for the rest of my life. Every defense, every defense. I want to learn a lesson every defense. I want to try something new every defense. Uh, and I really do want to hold this forever because I'm proud of all the wrestling. I'm, I'm proud of how it started. I'm proud of what it's become. I really am, and I'm proud of all of you. Well, we are proud that you represent AEW because you're a great person, great father, tremendous wrestler, champion over and over again. Good luck tomorrow, brother. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, and I don't need it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the AEW world champion, Hangman Adam Page. You know, he's right about the fact that that people say cowboy shit because they just want a chance to cuss, right? I mean, that's why I'm on this podcast. I'll give you a, sto I'll give you a story about that. Uh, when we had our first AEW Dynamite in Washington, D.C., I went, I went back to the truck to the uh, Warner Media people, the standards and practices people, and I said, when MJF walks out, can I call him a prick? <laughs> and they went, yeah. I went, yeah. That's not on their little list right. of things we have to bleep. <laughs> That's right. It's totally fine. Right. I didn't know that. Don't forget, you can join us on AEW Unrestricted, wherever you get your podcasts, on Spotify, on Apple. And also, you can uh, find the video version of it. Just search AEW Unrestricted on YouTube. Aubrey. You can watch Dark Elevation Mondays on YouTube. You can watch Dark on Tuesdays on YouTube. You can watch Dynamite on TBS on Wednesdays. You can watch Rampage on TNT on Fridays. What day is it? I don't even remember what day it is anymore. And of course, you can watch us on pay-per-view, but you guys are all going to be there tomorrow, right? That's right, that's right. I'm Aubrey Edwards, and with my best friend Tony Schiavone, thank you for attending our live recording of AEW Unrestricted. Come on, throw your hands up, let me see you. Unrestricted, got the house now. We gon' turn it.